Coming up in this episode, Randy and I are going to talk about metric motorcycles because we're always talking about Harley and Indian and Victory. Plus, we'll have our ride of the week and stick around towards the end of the podcast because I actually think that you'll get a kick out of our preview into the next episode of our old debate between Harley and Indian and metric. It all ties together. So stick around. Shut up and sit down. Welcome to Random Thoughts from the Road on the Ozark Rides Digital Network. Conversations about motorcycles, any random thoughts that pop into our head, and of course, one of the best places to ride in America, the Ozark Mountains of Missouri and Arkansas. And now, here's your host from OzarkRides.com, Craig Allen and Randy Lewis. Well, Randy, you know, springtime has finally arrived and the temperatures are just right to ride. But the thing is, everyone is out riding and driving. But unfortunately, when people are out enjoying the springtime and the beautiful scenery, it means more opportunities for accidents. Heck, they may be taking pictures of the beautiful scenery with their phones and not watching for you. But not to worry, because Law Tigers are looking out for you. Law Tigers are nationwide motorcycle specialists. They only represent riders like you and nothing else. After the show, check them out online at lawtigers.com. And remember, save this number, 888-863-7234. You can call them 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. You know, riding the long, lonesome highway or back roads aren't always the smoothest. Hitting the occasional pothole or rut can take a toll on your ride. Whether it has two wheels or four, keep Heartland Honda in Springdale in mind. They can service and repair your on-road or off-road vehicle. And when it's time for something new or pre-owned, Heartland Honda in Springdale can fix you up. Check them out online at heartlandhonda.com or give them a call at 479-751-7022. Heartland Honda. Work hard, play hard. You know, there's no better way to spend a beautiful day than heading out on the open road. And Pulaski County, Missouri, in the heart of the Ozarks, will not disappoint with its outstanding scenic views. Some of the top places you need to try out as you make your way through the countryside. The Uranus, as in the planet, not your ass, entertainment complex. It's truly out of this world experience. Not only is it full of quirky finds, but they're also home to the Uranus Fudge Factory. Again, no comments from you, Randall. <laughs> and I can personally confirm that the fudge is awesome. I bet it is. Another great stop, the Bow and Barrel Sportsman Center, which is an indoor gun range. And some popular food and drink stops include Home Plate Grill, 28 Shots Bar and Grill, Sweetwater Barbecue, The Tap on Route 66, Hopper's Pub, and the burger stand. Find out more great places and plan your ride at PulaskiCountyUSA.com. Digital downloads available. Well, welcome back to another episode of Random Thoughts from the Road. We're sure tickled that you decided to take a time out of your busy schedule to have a listen. With me, as always, is Randy Lewis from BikeWorks in Urbana, Missouri. Anyways, featured ride of the week, yeah. Mammoth Spring Loop. 
Now it's on page four of the Arkansas Ride Maps page. It's 45 miles long, and uh, this uh, ride begins at Mammoth Spring State Park. Go figure. Who knew? Who would have thought that? Which is just to the west of Mammoth Spring, Arkansas. Just, just on the Arkansas-Missouri border, south of Thayer, Missouri. Yeah, it's super, super cool little spring. Super, You're banned super... from there, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Apparently he yeah. was trolloping around through there naked. So you can't take a piss into the spring. <laughs> Off the dam while there's a field trip going on. Exactly. Nah, but it, it's Cub a Cub Scout cool... field trip. Get it right. <laughs> it's a cool spring, man. There's a little uh, railroad track that runs right through there. Yep. Now, to start this ride, just go west of town and uh, get to the Mammoth Spring State Park. It's one of the world's largest springs with 9 million gallons of water flowing hourly. I believe it. I mean, that thing cooks. I believe it, yeah. And it forms a 10-acre lake that runs uh, southward and turns into the Spring River, which is a pretty cool river. There's even remnants of an old mill and hydroelectric plant, which are part of the Mammoth Spring history. And as you mentioned, the park features an 1886 Frisco train depot and museum and is a national landmark. So, you know, you got that going for you. So as you start the ride, you'll head south on the intersection of Arkansas 9 and 289. And the ride has a little bit of something for everybody with both long sweeping curves. I like those. Yeah. What's better than that? Stay on throttle and get a little lean on. Exactly. Has a lot of tight twisties as well. And you'll pass over and along the Spring River at several points of the ride. So if you got time to do a ride, you really should check it out if you're in the area. So Mr. Lewis. Yeah. I feel why do I feel like I'm in the principal's office right now? <laughs> you're always in the principal's <laughs> office. You're like, always sitting on the blue bench yeah, when you're it's here. Like there's a cop talking to me or the principal. Mr. Lewis. I'm like, fuck, what did I do? There's no telling what you did, and I can assure the audience that you will not confess to anything. No. It was no, not me not. is your line of... Yeah. I do not recall. Is what do my not standard, recall. Standard uh, answer Well, I'm is. the one that says that because... you re- that's, a, that's a believable that's, that's statement. That's the truth. <laughs> I don't recall. They could catch me doing it and I'd say, I don't recall that. Yeah. I want to let everybody know you are all settled into your new building. Mostly. Very uptown. Yeah, yeah, mostly. But man, we are up and functional and, and running, which has been an amazing two weeks. Like I cannot, if anyone had ever stopped by and saw my old shop and then seen my new one, I cannot even begin to describe how much better it is with workflow, with space, with organization, just with absolutely everything. Yeah, the new shop is huge comparatively. Yeah, relative term, you know. But yes, it's a lot bigger. It's probably three times the amount of space that my old shop was as far as square footage goes. But it's just so much more convenient. You know, the other one just was a handicap in so many ways. Well, you spend a lot of your time just getting around things, moving things around. Yeah, yeah, which is very, very counterproductive when you're trying to make money. And you spend a shit ton of your time moving stuff to make the money. Well, you got to account for that time that you wasted moving stuff. Exactly. And it's a, and truthfully, like this, this is what makes me feel really, really good is that it's a better customer experience too. You know, my old one, you'd walk in my front door and my counter is full of freaking parts and shit that's laying around that I'm either taking off and working on or new parts coming in. And then you see me laying around on the floor, dirty as can be working on stuff. 
and there's no separation between customer space and workspace. So it kind of sucked and it was kind of um, unprofessional in a way, but at the same time, it was super, super rad. It made you feel like it was, you know, in the 1930s, 40s, when you walked into a motorcycle dealership and they had a bike up there on a wood table and you order your parts right there from the guy working on your motorcycle. So it had a very neglectic feel like that, but it just... It's a little bit too neglectic for me. Now what you need is a counter person and two reliable, there's the key word, mechanics. <laughs> I tell you what, when you find that golden goose, you let me know. <laughs> they don't exist anymore. And I don't know, man. I mean, I'm sure there's kids out there, guys out there that it would work, but man, finding them is just... So are you actively looking for a reliable quality mechanic that you don't have to hover over? Yeah, def- defining active is different. You know, I'm not putting like help wanted signs out or anything because I'm a very particular person. It's got to be the right fit. You know, not every swinging dick can come walk in there and, and say, hey, I want a job. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, I need, I need someone to do whatever. No, it's got to be the right fit for what my business motto and mentality is and kind of the, the fit of the shop and, and stuff like that. But yeah, you'll find them. Yeah, or I won't, and I'll keep doing what I'm doing. Keep doing what you're doing. So we were sitting here thinking about what to talk about. And you know, up until my current bike, Victory, I have never owned an American-made bike. We so seem to talk what a What you're trying to say is you've always owned metric motorcycles. That's the short way around the barn. Yeah. Yeah. So we seem to always gravitate and talk about Harleys, Indians, and Victories, which is okay. But you know what? There are a lot of other bikes out there, metric bikes. Yes, yes. And that's all I've ever owned. And mm. until, you know, recently, I have always owned crotch rockets or go fast. The thing is, until I got too old and fat to be riding crotch rockets. You um, got to say sport bikes. You have to say sport bikes because I just cannot do it. I'm about to explode every time you talk about someone's crotch rocket. There's something inherently wrong with you, but that goes without saying. I think everybody knows that. Yeah, I think so, too. Okay. So, sport bikes. Yeah, there you go. Feels a little better. Yeah. So, sport bikes. Let's talk a little bit about that. What's out there now? Because, you know, frankly, I don't keep up with it anymore as far as yeah, yeah. the latest and greatest in sport bikes. Gosh dang, there's a ton. And I'll admit, I haven't followed up on the sport bike world as much lately. Well, let's, let's, let's narrow it down to just not narrow it down. Let's open it up to just metric, non-American made bikes. Here's my opinion. You can have yours, whatever. So in the sport bike world, here we go. You know, the king of the block has always, or used to always be the Suzuki Hayabusa somewhere around a 205, 209 mile an hour bike factory. Love them because of that. Hate them because of the way they look. They're Man, not a good-looking bike. No. Hell they're no. They're not. But boy, they giddy up. Yes, they do. You know, I've, we've done, I've done a couple of stretches on them, just swing arm stretches, BS like that. You know, I'm not, I will admit my shop's not like the go-to place for Does the stretch shit. improve the handling? Absolutely not. What it does improve is keeping the front wheel down and being able to run high speeds lengthen the wheelbase straight line yeah 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 handling no sucks (laughs) but um so that was from my recollection and i can't remember what these years were but like that was the dude and then kawasaki came out with their zx14 
that for a year or two, I think edged Hayabusa out as the fastest production motorcycle. Well, then it, I think it went back and I'm not even for sure where it's at right now, but typically here in the States, what we always think about is, you know, Yamaha, Suzuki, Kawasaki, and then that's pretty much it. Yeah. But shit, you also got a Triumph Speed Triple. That guy's a monster. And speaking of monsters, you got the Ducati Monster 999. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot of And they've of been other, around for quite a while, yeah, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's a lot of other brands making these things. But here in the States, you know, we think about the big three. Well, actually four, right? Yamaha, Suzuki, Kawasaki, Honda. Honda. Yeah. So Honda, CBRs. They were really, really hot in the early to mid 2000s. Now, we talk about like the Hondas. They're not necessarily as popular in, well, this area as far as that goes. Their bikes are great bikes. They last forever. They make good power. I mean, you're talking about um, the CBRs, honestly, in the sport bike world. The CBRs. Yeah. Make good size CCs. They're great. They're just not the absolute one that everyone thinks about, you know. Now they've got, you got to go break. They have, Honda has a separate niche. What's that? Well, they're gold wings and they're, they're yes. get around uh, rebels. Yes. Yes. You're, you're a hundred percent right. Like I said, man, back in the early two thousands, especially in our area for where we saw, you weren't shit unless you had a CBR. A Honda CBR was the best sport bike that you could possibly get. Well, and then Suzuki really came in, in my mind. Personally, one of my favorite motorcycles is the Suzuki GSXR, in particular the 750, even in their 1000. Like, I just love those bikes for whatever reason. But then Suzuki absolutely sucks ass in every other aspect of the motorcycle market. Touring bikes, trash. Weird setup. They're just, they're just not there, but then they make a killer sport bike. And then Yamaha, in my opinion, you got the R6 and the R1, two most popular sport bikes that they make. R1 being a leader bike, 1,000 cc's plus. They're probably right there at number two. You know, back in the day, if you didn't have a CBR or an R1, or actually an R6, because people were cheap around here, you just weren't shit. But aside from all of that, you know, all the who's got the best, who's got this. And it's all relative. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's so relative. There's no such thing as this is... In fact, the best. Yeah. How do you put a numerical value on that? You know, you could have the fastest because there's a top speed, but how do you put best handling, most attractive? You know, you could do, there's certain things you just cannot measure. You can't quantitate it. Yeah, exactly. So we live in Midwest. We probably don't have as many sport bike riders in the country as we do touring bike riders. Mm Mm-hmm. So what do you think? God, I told you, don't ask me questions. The number one, in your mind, touring metric motorcycle is. Touring? Yeah. Yep. Metric. Metric. Can Victor or Indian? <laughs> yeah, there he is. Yeah, because he's, Indian, a, he's American made. But they're, oh, they're metric. Until we talk about this. But it's metric. <laughs> uh, that's oh. funny. Yeah. Yeah. By how the table You're talking turned. about as far as maybe not necessarily what I would choose, but as far as I what I think was probably the number yeah. one touring metric quality wise. Whatever, man. Let it rip. Although yeah, I want well, the record there's to There's BMWs state. and then there's the Goldwing. I want the record to state before we go any further. When we talk American-made motorcycles, Craig's always quick to throw Victory and Indian in there. 
We talk Which metric. Which are the only we truly American name. We talk metric. Made. And he's very even even more quicker to throw his name in there on that. So which one is it? What do you mean? I think I think Craig's trying to play both fields. Mm-hmm. You got no, a metric. I'm just bringing out the facts as they are. That just the metric. Fact. That it's a metric. It is a metric, but metric Boom. doesn't necessarily it. mean it. it's foreign. See, people it's they a equate. Yeah, they equate metric. Well, it's foreign. Yeah. Not true. Some young man, I can't remember his name. Um, who was it? Um, oh, it was you that told me metric is much higher quality tolerances. And metric is a finer process of measurement. So I, better I quality. Say, uh, can, so, see, we're getting off on our tangent, but shit. hang with us, folks. This is what we do best. That's why Polaris, which is Indian and Victory, American made, the only American made bikes. From start to finish, you could see. That's I wish true. you kids could see his eyes roll. That's not true, but whatever. Go ahead, finish on. Who else is an American-made bike from start to finish? Think about all the custom bikes being built out there. Well, no, we're talking about factory bikes. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Big dog, all those. Think about the factory choppers that are being produced. Yeah, exactly. Respect your elders. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, anyways, I would say um, back to your question. See how I come full circle there? Uh, either the gold wing, but I like the gold wing that doesn't have all of the accoutrements on it, the bags and everything. They used to call it the FS. FSB, right? Something like that. Yeah. But they yeah. don't, it's the same bike, but they call it something different now. Yeah, it didn't have a, a trunk on it. Yeah, I don't like that. But that's just personal styling. Yeah. Uh, or a BMW. Mm-hmm. You can't hardly beat BMW, I mean, as far Man. as quality goes. I don't know. I've always had a thing for the um, Vulcan. The Kawasaki Vulcan? Yeah. Yeah? I think they can be uh, customized really well. I'm speaking specifically of the Vulcan Vaquero. The Vaquero, yeah. Specifically, that's the one I'm talking about. Now, it it actually is. It's kind of kooky looking, but it's a good, good bike. Yeah. They make good power. The part that I say they're kind of kooky looking is is the front fairing is a little bit edgy and spaceshipy looking to me. It does look kooky, but it got the fixed fairing on it. Right, right. I've never ridden a bike with a fixed fairing. Is there much difference as far as wind protection and things? Uh, I tell you this, man, I've really been hot on wanting to buy a road glide. I love the way they look. You know, they handle really, really great because of the fixed fairing, all that bullshit. But part of me doesn't want one because... I catch a shit ton more wind on a road glide on that fixed fairing that's short and I sit up over the top of it a little bit more. I catch a lot of wind. And if you're buying a fairing to have wind protection, you know, good freaking luck. You know, talk about wind protection. Tangent B here. We're going off on a tangent again. You know that I have always bitched and complained about my bike. It has a batwing fairing, typical mm-hmm. Harley style fairing on it. And I have been bitching left and right for years about. It's just not protecting me from the wind. I mean, a lot of head buffeting. Yeah. And uh, you know what? Well, God dang, Craig, you're like 600 pounds. You cannot fly a kite. That's a lie. And not be in the wind. It's 525 (laughs) pounds. Get it right. (laughs) I mean, shit, you're on a motorcycle. If you don't like the wind, buy a freaking car. But I told you, I mean, you know the answer to this, but you know what cut it out and made it where I'm just sitting on a barca lounger with no wind? Removing the lower crash bars. 
Yeah. That's yeah, all that's it took. Right. Those crazy. thin little one inch pipe crash bars, like you see on any standard bike, it did not have fairings on the crash bars. I took those crash bars off. Snap. No more buffeting. No more buffeting. Yeah, it's weird. It was hitting those little one-inch bars and stirring up the wind. So if you're having that problem, maybe, try that. Maybe look into it, yeah. Yeah, that's absolutely crazy that something that small would change that much. But, yeah, I remember the constant bitching about it and then the constant, oh, my gosh, I took them off. You were right. That's great. Wait a minute, you were right. You never always, suggested to take yes, them off. Yes, I did. I told you to take them off because they were ugly as shit. Yeah, Not you might have told it was the wind. You told me to take them off because they were ugly as shit, and I did not disagree. <laughs> but you never once said, that'll no. cause, cure your problem. No, but I told you they were ugly to take them off, and what'd you do? You took them off because they were ugly, and it fixed your problem. <laughs> so, all right, tried to say somewhat on topic here. Uh, <laughs> it's so... So damn difficult to do. Now let's let's break into say like a cruiser, a lot of the cruiser bikes. So metric ones that aren't big fairing bikes, ones you see just all. I kind of look because they put a they put out a new engine into it. They usually were small displacement. It was the Honda Rebel. Yeah, I kind of yeah, like yeah. the look of those bikes. Low slung, so you know better handling. But they got smart and they went in and put their big eleven hundred engine in it. Yes. But that little tiny lightweight bike with a monster engine in it, I can only imagine how fun that would be to rip up on the back roads. Yeah, that's two things you've never really heard in the same sentence, Honda Rebel and ripping. I mean, they- With that big of, engine, it, it, yeah. it, there's, I mean, there's no way it wouldn't. Right. Well, they made a 250 and then they made a 500. That's right. Okay. And that's what everybody bought to learn how to ride on. So they were amazing machines for learning how to ride. Well, how they did it, I don't know, because they took the same bike and shoehorned in an 1100 engine on this little lightweight, low riding bike. It's got to be amazing to ride. It could very well be, for sure. So I would like to try that. (laughs) So you were talking about the Hondas. Or, or any, the big major brand metric cruising lines. So in my mind, probably one of the best ones that they had ever made was the Honda VTX. Now they've changed some things and they've got like a, a state line and a couple other little models. But the Honda VTX 1300, hands down, is probably one of the most popular, best cruiser motorcycles ever made that was metric. That, that's my probably top one pick for Honda. As far as their cruiser line. So non-Honda, what would you choose? Okay. Non-Honda. Well, we'll just go down the list. Yamaha. I tell you what, it's not a cruiser bike per se, but my favorite Yamaha would be the Raider. The Yamaha Raider S. 19 or 1800 cc's, fat tire, absolute freaking asphalt melting machine. Kind of chopper-esque. It's probably one of the, the top metric side chopper looking bikes that there is. So one of my favorite bikes that they don't make anymore, I think they discontinued them in 2014, if I'm not mistaken, was the Yamaha Roadstar. Yeah, I think it was like a 1700 engine. Yeah, yeah, V-twin. Sure. Absolutely amazing bike, amazing looking, really mm-hmm. good. It's the big brother to the V-Star, which I owned one of those, and that was a bike that... Uh, was probably the most reliable motorcycle I have ever owned. You talk about, in my world, like the most customized metric motorcycle. 
Roadstar? It's probably the Roadstar. Yeah. Oh yeah, they made all kinds of well, aftermarket stuff. I mean, stuff. there's a ton of companies like the Harley Baggers when they got popular. The one that comes to mind the most is Bad Dad Customs up north. Yeah. They started making bagger kits that looked like the Harleys for that Yamaha Roadstar. I mean, yeah, they did. What else could you want? It's a big CC engine, attractive, you know, attractive styling, and two. You couldn't hardly tell them apart from a Harley, except for the Roadstar had the big round single push rod, yeah, casings, yeah. and they had a different uh, transmission, of course. This is what I would say more closely related to a Harley is their sound, their the sound, loping sound. And their lope. Oh my God. If you had no idea that it wasn't a Harley for idle speed, you would seriously think it was one. And honestly, like it's freaking seductive. I used to have a picture of a Roadstar on my refrigerator yeah. just because that's what- When I what grow that, up, I want to be this guy. <laughs> well, when I trade my V-Star in, I want a Roadstar. Yeah, that's funny. Very awesome bikes. Probably hands down. Obviously, that's Yamaha's. That's I don't know why they bike. quit making them, but they did. So let's move down the list to, say, Kawasaki. Kawasaki's cruiser line, the Kawasaki Vulcan. In my opinion, which is just an opinion, it's it's pretty much the same as an asshole, right? No, it's exactly the same. I have never liked their big CC cruiser bikes, the Vulcan 15 or 1600. Um, now, the only one that I could say that I liked was their Vulcan Classic 2000. 2000 cc engine on a you know big machine but frick dude they would absolutely rip in like go like crazy honestly big heavy bike touring bike i put a lot of car tires on the back of them for whatever reason but car tires car tires yes dark side you ever heard of that no yeah, it's, I drive the bus. I don't repair the bus. <laughs> it's the dark siders and it's them putting car tires on motorcycles and telling you what you know sizes, specs. They do a lot of videos showing you how the bike handles with a car tire on the back. You talk about a, a motorcycle tire costing almost $200 for an average and you get, you know, if you're good, 10 to 15,000 miles that have a back tire. Mm-hmm throw a car tire on it you're getting 20 to thirty thousand miles on it still handles relatively the same and more stability because it instead of having a you know an inch and a half to a two and a half inch wide patch of tire on the ground you got a six or an eight inch wide patch a tire on the ground on a straight line so hmm. they've got their own thing learn something new every day yeah they're doing what they're don't doing don't worry i'll forget in about a half hour yeah so in my opinion the kawasaki their number one seller probably one of their better bikes is the Kawasaki Vulcan 900 or 800 classic or custom. They made them, you know, started out in the early 2000s. They've made that Vulcan 800. So that's probably the top sellers for them. And I've actually owned one. I owned a Kawasaki Vulcan 900 like custom. Love that bike. I really absolutely did. I built a lowering setup for it. I built bars for it. I built an air intake for it. I built exhaust for it, tuned it freaking absolutely rode the shit out of that bike so why'd you get rid of it that's a stupid question if you knew randy he gets rid of shit just because (laughs) all the time i mean there's no telling what he's driving or riding when you pull up yeah that's just it you got a you you got a problem i do monkey on your back i do i'm a poor kid and i want a lot so you gotta get what you want 
get rid and of you're it. You're not at the, the point where thing. you can buy the shit and keep it and just buy more. Yeah, you got to yeah. ro- rotate it. Yeah, I am not. I am not rich by any means. So Suzuki, who the hell is Suzuki? You don't ever see commercials <laughs> no. about their bikes. You don't hear about their bikes. No. There was a time I was wondering, not keeping up on Suzuki. I thought, are they well, even still? Jesus, are they, do they even still in the business? Yeah, exactly. But apparently they're big into sport bikes. And I've owned a Suzuki. I mean, my last sport bike was a Suzuki and uh, it was a goer. I love the Suzuki sport bikes. You know, truthfully, like the GSXR is my absolute favorite sport bike. When you talk about touring motorcycles or, you know, cruiser motorcycles, I don't think they're worth a crap. I've always hated them. Through the 90s, like their setup and their ergonomics was absolute garbage. Hate working on those fucking things. The intruder should have just been thrown in a ditch from day one. Absolutely hate a freaking intruder. Like the, the X, I think it's called an XSV 1400, something like yeah. that. I mean, I just do not like them. Can't get down with them. Now, they're since gotten better. They make the, the Boulevard line is probably their cruiser line. Uh, C50, C80, you know, there's, there's somewhere around an 800, 900. They make, uh, I think it's like a 1100 or something like that. CC cruiser line bike. In my opinion alone, you know, don't shoot the messenger here. They're well, very unattractive. They're not I think very I need powerful. to put out a, a little disclaimer here. Um, what you're listening to is just two old knuckle nuts <laughs> talking about their opinions. Yeah. These aren't necessarily facts. No. And if you like them, great, good for you. You know, you probably don't like what I like and I don't like what you like. Whatever. We can, we can still all get along in Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. Now, let me slap all that shit in the face. There is one Suzuki cruiser-ish I would buy hands down anytime it's the suzuki m109 that mother trucker is an absolute monster like it's a fucking kill the asphalt fat ass back tire stupid fast cruiser motorcycle if you don't know then you don't know because you need to look them up suzuki m109 uh top speed is mid hundreds something like that yeah get there like now and they come factory with a big old fat ass 200 plus 220 or 250 plus tire. I think that's the size of it. They make a shit ton of power. They run relatively fast for what they are. Don't forget they were extraordinarily ugly. Yes. We were getting to that point. Oh, okay. I didn't want you to <laughs> miss they, that. They run fatter tires. Like they were just a niche for that brand, but it, it it seems like they're freaking ugly Betty's cousin who's even uglier. Like I hated the styling of them, but they had something under the hood. Yes. That's what I loved about them. Hated the styling. I like the ability to customize it. There's some things that you can do to them. Make them dress up lipstick on. There's a, pig, a water cooled engine. Wasn't it? Yep. Yep. So that's, that's what I can say about Suzuki. In my opinion, what I like, what I don't like. So with that being said, Japanese bikes are not the only metric, obviously. There are a lot of even better bikes out there. Well, it's subjective again. Yeah, relative term. Uh, Moto Guzzi, Triumph, BMWs. Royal Enfield. Royal Enfield. Yeah, so there's European. I'm a big Moto Guzzi fan. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So you got the European area of metric motorcycles as well. So what do you do there? Buy one. (laughs) 
And then you've got that weird ass Indian brand that is Polaris. That's all metric. So totally. But we're supposed to stay off of that because that's, <laughs> we're not talking about American made bikes. So we're going to stay off of that. So when, okay. All right. So I disagree with this strongly, but you're calling Harley not American. Do we get to talk about them in our metric segment? Har- let me just explain everything. Let's, let's let, let, let me answer my question. My, answer my question. I'm Would going they, to be the greatest uh, metric motorcycle let, produced. Oh no. Uh, they're not metric. Oh yeah. They're not metric. They're American. So let me explain they to everybody. Are the standard. Because I like busting your balls a lot. <laughs> a lot of people don't realize this. Harley Davidson, and correct me if I'm wrong on anything, which you won't because I'm not. You're wrong. Harley Davidson is an American motorcycle company founded and still established in the United States of America. Their bikes are assembled in the United States of America. Majority of their parts are manufactured overseas, whether it be India, Pakistan, uh, I don't think Japan. No. I, I'm not sure about the China, but um, a couple of other foreign countries. Don't forget Mexico. Mexico. So now that being said, does that make them an American-made bike if a majority of their parts are manufactured out of the country and brought in to put together where's, in the United States? Where do you de- delineate the difference? Where's, it is an American company. Where's the bike made? In Milwaukee. So where does it become a motorcycle? In Milwaukee. So it becomes but now a motorcycle. That's semantics, but it's not. Okay, are you American? I guarantee God damn Texas, I was you. You born were born in, in Texas. Texas. Where's your lineage from? Actually, I know the answer to that. My family has done research. Are German. So you're, okay, not, you're not American. But they then. came over to this country before this country was a country and have been here since. So, so you, we're not recent immigrants. We did immigrate. I say we, my ancestors, from Germany back in the early 1700s. So, I think that makes me an American. Are you American or are you German? No, I'm an American. When you look up ancestry, do they say you're 98 well, percent would propose American? Harley's ancestral was American. They were. They were. That was a fact. But then, for financial reasons, they decided to get all of their parts from overseas because it was, in fact, cost effective for them. You know, yeah. for for building the you old know, American trying bag to keep and it together. Chain was wearing them down, so they had to That's go get true. that. That's true. I'm not denying the reasons woman. for doing it, <laughs> but they did it. Hence, the fact is, no longer is Harley Davidson a true and tried American-made motorcycle. I'm going to punch is, you in that cocksucker so hard. They are, in fact, an American company. And an American assembled motorcycle does, and a good motorcycle. Does Polaris get all their alloys from America? I don't know. Maybe. I know they manufacture all of their parts in America. It's so it's so derogatory because I can we can trace it all the way back. All right, where do they get the copper from? Is it American? No. Where do they get you the said plastic? No, but you don't know. Maybe they do. We have to research it. You're assuming they don't. Where do they get their tires from? Where's the rubber come from? Is it Vietnam? Is it Germany? Or is it America? Comes from Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> There's no rubber in Arkansas. I guarantee you that. Now we're getting down into semantics. <laughs> You're trying to weave a path out. So I'm right. How do you argue that? No, I'm not dissing Harley. I like Harley Davidson. They're a good quality you bike. You love Harley, but it is. I kind of do. 
I'm not ashamed of that. I would ride a Harley. Harley's what made motorcycling motorcycling in it America. Is. Harley and Indian. No. <laughs> no. Well. All right, let me back up. I like it, dude. And I've been contemplating owning one lately. But no. No, they did not make motors. Well, see, eh, just the fact eh. that you go, well, see, yeah. maybe they did. If there wasn't the competition between Indian and shit, honestly, all the other brands with Harley, you know, Indian wasn't the only competition. I mean, there's a shit ton Merkel. Oh, in the old days, you yeah, bet. Like that is what made motorcycling. But what I like to think about is the winners, the champs, Harley. Oh. Harley just, has been there in the beginning. Just understand, I'm not dissing Harley. Been I there through like the Harley. hard times. Been there through the really hard times. They did. And they stayed there. How many times? They even survived the AMF fiasco. Yes. No, yes. Cook, hats off to them. Yeah. Which but, makes them the undisputed champ. How many times? I love Indy and I really do. I like the lineage. All I would bullshit. say that's fair. I'm not going to sit here and say something that's not true. They're a good quality bike. I would love to own one. Uh, but I just like to be accurate. It is what it is. And this is an age-old argument between Randy and I. We're still friends. Uh, Even though he's wrong, yeah. we're still friends. So you say your bikes are made in America because they stamp made in USA on their engine case. Correct. They forge that engine case in America. They build it in America. Now, I would imagine they get their alloys from America. Rubber, okay, maybe I'll concede. You really think they get their alloys from America? I think there's a good possibility. I think that I don't know the answer to that. Yeah, I um, definitely don't know the answer. And neither do you. <laughs> I think I'm going to look it up and see if I can find an answer. So I honestly, I love my Harleys, but I truly do not believe that there is a 100% American-made motorcycle out there, except for maybe the custom ones. Yeah, they, was it, when you said that, source. I was just trying to think. In my uh, foggy mind about the custom. Yeah, you know, you're that's talking. A, that's a different subject matter. Yep, yep. So, all right, we're, we're still friends. I just thought people needed to have an insight of our ongoing debate. <laughs> and, and Truthfully, how, this, is how, what, this is what it is. You know, I, it's kind of funny, but. I like busting his balls. That's it. I refuse to admit nil when I'm talking to you about Indian and Harley. <laughs> and you, you do the it's same fun. thing. It's fun. I don't mean to diss anybody. I don't mean to uh, belittle their choices because their choice is pretty good. I mean, Harley's a great motorcycle. Yeah. All right. So we're done fighting. So let's keep it going. Now, all right. Well, I'll tell you what. Maybe the next episode, we'll just uh, tear it up. We'll, we'll, we'll cover that whole subject matter. We're kind of getting long in the tooth on this episode. So stick around for part two of, <laughs> of this part debate. Two. Yeah. Maybe we'll two. have some insight. I'll look up and see where the alloys are made. I'm sure the rubber's made in Southeast Asia. So mm-hmm. that's a high possibility. Probably. So there you go with that. A couple of things I want to touch base on. We got the 22nd and the 23rd of April. We'll be in Odessa, Missouri for yeah. the I-70 flat track racing. New track. New track. Half we'll mile track. Get uh, pit passes and talk to some of the riders and We'll have some of that video for our Patreon uh, supporters. If you're interested in supporting this channel, a couple of things. We'll have uh, special videos on there only available to Patreon uh, supporters. Also, you get this podcast a whole, count them, one, two, three days early for those of you <laughs> that you can't, for whatever reason, can't cannot wait. wait. Cannot wait. 
And of course, you help support a good cause. And you also help us uh, offset the cost of doing things like the The going track race. Yeah, they're going to the track race now. I want to throw a shout out to Law Tigers because they're providing us with the tickets, but uh, everything else comes out of our pocket. So the trouble that we end up having to buy our way out of. Yeah, bail money. (laughs) you know things like that so uh, if you are so inclined we would appreciate you taking a look anyways seeing what the benefits of becoming a patron of uh, ozark rides and random thoughts from the road are so until next time be sure to uh, ride safe and keep it on two wheels and stand by for part two of the age-old argument randy and i continue to have perhaps we will settle it once and for all doubtful okay till next time (laughs) 